Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, We've Got Balls podcast, where we've got balls, <laughs> footballs, basketballs, and uh, we happen to have a lot of balls, cojones, they call them in uh, Mexico, when we talk about them. Okay, so uh, it's episode two, it's Mother's Day edition. Mother's Day edition. And Happy mom. Mother's Day to all the incredible mothers and women out there you that do what? a terrific job of raising their kids. It's like Kevin Durant said, they're the real MVPs. Okay, to bring it back to sports and to bring it back to basketball, we got great topics today. We're talking about the all this hype around Russell Westbrook. He just tied Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in league history, and he's not done yet. So he's obviously going to break it. We're going to rank him in all-time point guards. We got the Brooklyn Nets. What's going on over there? I mean, they just had that comeback win over Denver, but before that, four-game skid, and they were basically full team, just no James Harden. So we're going to get into that. Then we got some football for you. We're going to talk Aaron Rodgers. We're going to go over our little draft last week, which we absolutely crushed. And yeah, we did. Then uh, we're back to basketball for a bit, but let's dive into the Westbrook conversation. Russell Westbrook, who had a historic night on May 3rd against the Indiana Pacers in a shootout, I might add. What a game. Matt had 14 points. 24 rebounds and 21 assists. Like yeah, he went crazy. Man. He went crazy. He went crazy again. And you know, I've, I saw a lot of people on social media, Instagram and Twitter, mainly just, you know, Westbrook's top five or Westbrook's top two, Westbrook's top three. You know what I mean? I've seen this There's whole debate. debate explode that, you know, I've seen now they, they, some of them were talking players just in general players of all time, which is a little bit, you know, extra if you ask me but others but the point guards it's a debate it's it's not ridiculous that's for sure statistically no statistically definitely not but i gotta tell you dean i don't have it in my top five point guards all time don't have it no i don't so then uh (laughs) naturally the next question is what is your top top five five? so my top five is i have them between six and ten that's for sure. Okay, fair. I have Magic Johnson at number one. Of course. Obviously. I have Good. Steph Curry at two. Okay. Take I that. have Jason Kidd at three. Really? Oh, I, I was thinking it was going to be one of two guys. Continue. Yeah. Uh, four, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. And five, Chris Paul. That's my top five. Okay. All right. I would put him... I'd probably put Russell at six, to be honest. Ah. You wouldn't. Yeah, I'd probably put Russell at six. Do you want to hear my top five? Let me hear your top five. <laughs> okay, so you got Magic, number one. Yeah. But So, look, I'm before I get into my top five, I just want to say, like, I'm talking – because I'm, like, a basketball purist in a sense where point guard to me means, like, mm-hmm. facilitator leader on the floor. Okay. So, like – like a Curry, for example, he's definitely in my top five. Don't get me wrong. But the guy's main job is to put up 35, 40 plus points in games when they need him. I mean, his main job is scoring the basketball. Yeah. Point guards tradition. The reason Magic's my number one is the guy's the best disher of all time. Right. So I'm just going to say for me, there's like the, for point guards, I'm not thinking about scoring as much as I am thinking about running the, running the floor, like creating plays, just getting the, they're basically the quarterback 
of the basketball game. They, they, they got to get their team in motion. They got to get everybody involved. So everyone's caught like confident. Everyone's hitting. Anyways, back to the top five. You got magic. Number one, like I just said, best disher of all time. And he fucking basically invented the flashy pass. Like, you know, you go play 2k and you buy your little flashy pass animations. Thank magic Johnson for that. Okay. Number two, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to go John Stockton. Cause if you're talking pure point guards, okay. This guy has the most assists all time, and he yeah. really took what I just said to heart. And, man, the, the Utah Jazz, they, they played in the Jordan era. Sorry, but if they hadn't played in the Jordan era, they would have won titles, and they were always in contention basically because of that guy, and obviously Malone was a beast. But number three, I'll go Curry because Curry is Curry. The whole <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Like all these kids, man, I go, I go to basketball courts now. Everybody wants to shoot the three-point shot. Nobody knows how to do a, how to take a fucking layup anymore because all they want to do is hit threes. That's Curry's fault, and honestly, it's pretty fun to watch, so I'll give him number three. Number four, I will go Steve Nash. Steve Nash, <laughs> he, had that, uh, he had that Phoenix Suns team popping off, man. Joe Johnson, Stoudemire, like Barbosa back when he was, like, really good. good yeah. And, like... Yeah, man, that was just a fun. Oh yeah, Marion, Sean Marion, that was a fun yeah. team to watch. And man, he just made them go. That was so two MVPs. Can't discount that. And number five, I will go Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was a uh, he was a. Beast. Where's the love for my guy Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> before, before, before you. So, hey, before get... my era, so I can't really say like I mean That's like right. Magic was before my era, but I did my homework. I've done That's my homework magic. on Isaiah too. Yeah. But it's just like like Isaiah was known for his handle. Yeah, and like now you look at guys like Kyrie and like Steph and stuff. Like his handle ain't shit. That's fair, but he <laughs> he his biggest thing was he's known for his handle, but he also like averaged like eleven assists in some seasons. You know what I mean? No. So he's a, he's a beast. Uh, now I know we're but talking about Russell. Also for him on the, his knock, also for me, I'll say is is the t- his type of leadership because. <laughs> the bad boy pistons dude we all saw the jordan fucking he was the tiniest guy on the bad boy pistons and he was just basically telling all his thugs like go hit this guy go well, hit i mean this he, guy. he he might have he, he might have been just as bad as bill lambier to be honest or, or yeah, he Andrew, was. no but he was the one in bill he was like the he was yeah he, uh, he's just he's <laughs> so, just manipulating everything exactly um for my list chris paul is number six definitely for me yeah and after westbrook would probably be a seven Fair enough. For my list, the reason why I I, I didn't put John Oscar Oscar Robertson is kind of hard. Like the, a lot of like the Bill he's Russell, 60, the like, Elgin, even, it's 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 way too hard for me to even like because there's not even footage, there's not even proper footage. Like I can't, you can't really break. It's hard to break down game of those yeah. players that played in that era. But uh, Magic and Steph to me is like without question. Like those. Like, I don't really need to give you an explanation as to why it's pretty no, self-evident. No, no, no. Honestly, Stockton. Yeah. But I, I'm shocked Stockton wasn't on your top five. I feel like. Now, I feel like was, I'll right? tell you why Stockton wasn't on my top five. Because for me, what made you crack my top five is that you've shown the ability to have a team that's a title contender when you're the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. J. Kidd did that, brought the Nets to two back-to-back finals in the early 2000s. Now we can say the East was weak, blah blah. But if we're like, I, if we're gonna do that, then you, you're gonna have to do that for uh, a lot of players in a lot of eras. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that yeah. so Even and Jordan he was super weak, apart from like the Knicks and and this like the Celtics. Like 
there were years where there was like one other, two other good teams, but dude, he hit the shot against Craig Elo and the Cavaliers. I'm just hey, they were good, man. They were good though. But yeah, fair enough. Jason Kidd. Uh, so you know, he she, and he he won a title. He was he was a big part of them winning the title in 2011. Obviously, Dirk, Dirk, whatever. Um, number four, I uh, had Isaiah Thomas. I mean, led the Pistons to two championships. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, he now he did beat the Lakers, but but Magic did not play in the series. Oh no, he got injured in Game One, I believe. And Byron Scott got injured before the series even started. Players got injured against the Pistons. Yeah. <laughs> So they they were out of the series. So I mean, yeah. they won they won a champion. They swept a, a magicless Laker team that was seemed destined for a three piece. So I just wanted to slide that in there, you know, Laker yeah. fan. But um, and five Chris Paul. Now I know he hasn't even been to a finals, but a lot. Of, some of it is bad luck. Some of it is just didn't get it done. But he's shown the ability to to have a title contending team where he's the best player on the court, and he did uh, on, on the team, and he did that with the Clippers, he did that with the Hornets, and I don't know if he did that with Phoenix because I, I I don't know, and because yeah, I just don't know if they're a title contender. And the only reason why I say that is just because I know Devin Booker is a, a is deadly, but you know playoffs is a different animal, and we haven't seen him in a playoff setting yet. No, but, but that's the thing is like. No, you're right, though. Chris Paul has to, like, it's almost a shame he's on my top five. And, like, but the thing is, statistically, like, in terms of, like, player efficiency, PR and stuff like that, like, all, all the actual, like, deep basketball numbers and yeah. that shit, he's, like, number one, like, on all that. Like, and, like, when I watch him play, he's actually one of my favorite players to watch play because he just, yeah. like, controls the pace. If he wants it to move fast, it's moving fast. If he wants it to move slow, it's moving slow like genius on pick and roll situations with ball fakes and like his little yo-yo dribbles and shit. I love watching Chris Paul and he's sick, but yeah. So that's, that was my main reasoning for putting those guys ahead of Westbrook. And I feel confident in saying that all five of those guys would have more than one finals appearance. If they play with Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, for sure. Even, even to be honest with you, man, like, like Kyrie, like, like might slide in before. <sighs> I, I, don't know, but he does have a title and he has shown like the stuff in clutch moments. So, yeah, but he hasn't shown to be a leader. I would hey, argue, you know, get back though, like purely to Westbrook, though. Like, yeah, so we neither of us have him in our top five, no. and the whole thing six top five. Oh, He's not go. I just need to slip this in quick because he says you mentioned Steve Nash, honestly. I'm, maybe I'm a hater, but I don't have Steve Nash in my top 10. Top no, 10? Yeah, I don't have him in my top 10. Let me tell you why. <gasps> it's my biggest gripe is that he, okay, so he was in the league. He got drafted the same year as Kobe 96. Mm-hmm. He didn't win his first MVP till 2004. Nothing wrong with that. That happens. You know, Kobe didn't win his first MVP till what, 2008. The difference is that Steve Nash was a all-star ish caliber player when he was on the Mavericks, so on and so forth. Yeah. But I, by the Suns 96 and 96. To the Mavericks years. Yes. Back to the Suns. Nobody knows that. Yeah, that's true. And he played with Jason Kidd for a bit. Gonna have to wear uh, that jersey next time. Continue. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But I just find it a bit too coincidental that the the year the 
first year that the NBA decides to get rid of hand checking, he goes from an all star caliber player to, okay, I'm winning MVPs back to back. And I think that he's a product of that lack of hand checking. And I can't bring myself to be like, okay, this guy's better than this person and that person because. You know, and you can say a system, and I don't know. In all fairness, Chris Paul was never a victim of hand checking. Neither was Curry. Neither was that's. For, we haven't seen it, yeah. But I feel comfortable in saying that I think they could have excelled the way Curry shoots the ball, the way Chris Paul. I, I feel Chris yeah. Paul's Chris Paul's a different breed, and and you know what? You know who pointed that out is honestly uh, Grant Hill. On I don't know if you ever watched Open Court, but um, they they had a, a segment where they were talking about uh, like who would be the the players to represent a starting five of the all decade team. And Grant Hill mentioned it. He mentioned that, you know, some guys feel that Steve Nash is a, is a product of the rule changes. And, and that was the first time that it kind of sunk into my brain. And, and Reggie Miller was like, if I see Jason Kidd, Gary Payton and Steve Nash, I'm taking Steve last. And uh, yeah, I, that just kind of, it kind of stuck with me. And that's why, you know, I don't have my top 10. Anyway, well, I mean, I didn't take that into account, but Westbrook, I mean, like, look, for, for me, the reason he doesn't slot in there is like we talk about leadership and I'm not one of those people who goes, he's stat stuffing. Cause I watch him play and he earns every stat he gets. Like he's, it's all like other guys are like not rebounding to let him rebound, bro. Everyone wants to earn their money and make their cut. Do you think the bigs are like, no, I'm gonna sacrifice three rebounds a game, even though I pretty much get paid to rebound like for you. No, no one's doing that. He's just, he's an animal. He attacks like in every aspect of the game and it's amazing to watch. But like, I don't know if you noticed, neither of us had Iverson in our top five either. Because That's because I consider him a two. That's so the only reason. So do yeah. I, but his ball, the ball was in his hands to start every play with Philly. Yeah. So like technically that's the point guard's role, but they were then, a one-man team. But that's the thing with Westbrook is every team he's on is a one-man team and we see how far they go. Yeah. But you see the player, the problem with players, because then if, if we got to start doing that, then we got to start thinking about LeBron, you know? And then it's just yeah. like, I, I cannot bring LeBron into a point guard conversation because it's just going to, it's just like, it's it's like, it's LeBron. <laughs> what do you want yeah. me to say? You know, like, it's, that's, it. that's why I just keep him at his original position. But I get what you're saying, though. And and for me, it's just why I don't have him in my top five is just that he hasn't shown to me that he can be the, like, the best player on a t- a true title contending team, and he's had great teammates. He's had Paul George, he's had Melo, he's had James Harden, he's had Sabonis and Oladipo, and they were not good teams mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And they didn't no. get, they didn't even win a. He hasn't won a playoff series no, since probably, KD left. I watched him in the playoffs, and it's like not often that I like. I mean, look in the NBA, they usually have the wisdom to know like when they're doing too much. But Westbrook, like he gets this tunnel vision where he thinks like, okay, I have to do everything. And it's literally hard to watch. Like he turns all over. He like brick shots, he air balls. Like you could see the weight of the, like putting the team on his back is not something he can support. Yeah. So we we saw that last year against the Lakers. Like they, they won game one. Yeah. And it wasn't even a series. The 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 series I saw the most honestly was, the f- round one, not last year, the year before against against Portland, Utah, no oh, case Portland, with, yeah, with Paul George. I think Lillard got into his head making it all a, a, big time, a one-off, dude. yeah, big time, and like wow, it was hard to watch. He was like forcing plays, like 
I hate watching force plays and like I like as like growing up playing basketball, it takes a long time to learn to stop forcing plays and to like <laughs> like like you know use your teammates and they're there for a reason. But like, dude, you 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 you're ten plus years in the NBA now. Like you should know like yeah. okay, I, I ain't it right now, but I got guys. You know, like that's a point guard. That's what a point guard. You're supposed to have that mentality from the get go. Like like them first, me after. Like I like you know what I mean. So. He, he is a like on 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 your starting five. He's in the point guard position, but he doesn't approach the game like a true point guard does. Yeah. Like he's he's too attack minded. And like look, Kevin, like some obviously there was a litany of reasons for Kevin Durant leaving OKC, but one of them is that like Westbrook dude, had the ball in his hand. Look, far too I'm much here. I'm open and I shoot better than anybody. I'm seven fucking two. I can jump over them. And just clear landing space. Like, anyways. Yeah. So, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't fit in there for me. Now, our next topic, moving on, speaking of Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets. So, we saw them come back uh, against the Denver Nuggets. But the Denver Nuggets, I had money on them last week against <laughs> Utah. And they were up big. And they let Utah with no Donovan Mitchell and no Mike Conley. And somebody else was out too. They let them climb back in the game. So that, that that doesn't impress me that you come back to beat the Nets. The Nuggets, the Nuggets, first of all, are injured like crazy. I have no guards. Yeah. Second of all, you have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Bruce Brown, Joe Harris. You got fuck Landry Shamit. You got guys, man. You guys, you guys are you guys are supposed to be winning games. Four in a row lost. So what what's your opinion going on with Brooklyn? I'm not. I'm a little concerned. Listen, like I told you in la- in our last episode, I have Philly coming out regardless. And I just got to say, I just got to plug this in. Matisse Thibel is an absolute defensive monster. This guy is something special. Like, it's, I don't even want to just wait for the playoffs. You guys will see what I'm talking about. No, they're going to put him on the number one option, scoring option for every Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. But I'm just worried about the Nets. And my main concern is that they barely had time to play with each other, all three of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's going to be a big, it's going to be a big problem. Like, I, we, I don't think we've ever, no team's ever won a championship like that. Like, if they played a whole season together, it's different because they have time to, not that they can't, because they have some form of chemistry, but it's not like enough to win a championship. And it's just like alarming to me because I'm, what are you guys going to do against Milwaukee? First of all, they have no answers for Giannis at all. <laughs> they cannot stop Giannis at all. They, they literally cannot. No, they can't. They can't stop Giannis or Joel from averaging 35 and 15. They can't. So that that's a, a, a concern of for myself. And I think that if you can limit them, not limit them, if you can force them to just only beat you with perimeter shots, you have a chance to beat them. Dude, you see what happens in the playoffs. I like you saw I the first time I saw it that I noticed it was in the finals Raptors Warriors. Then Nick Nurse said, "Fuck it, I'm running a box 4 and 1. I'm doing like a, an elementary zone." And he just had someone trailing Curry and then just four guys guarding the inside too close to the perimeter. In the playoffs, you literally might see them play like a 3-2 zone where they have three guys on the arc and they just cover all the shooters. And then the inside is like, and, and both the bucks and the Sixers have the personnel to just lock up the inside. Yeah. 
So it's like they could do it. Well, that's it. You only need you'd only need like Giannis and Lopez back there, and then just like send everyone else to the Brooklyn. Because the Brooklyn Nets are gonna live and die by the three. It's like obvious. Yeah. They, they can they they they, they if they use when they use the pick and roll and when they like they got some good guys on log plays like even this Claxton guy like he's yeah good he's good like Blake Griffin can work the high posts like you know like they they have guys that can do it but they always come off of it and like they always yeah. live and die by the three look they're five and two when they have a big three together so and you can those guys can easily go for. 80 to 90 points combined yeah for them just those three guys yeah that's why when they were all together it was 124 points per game like <laughs> that's pretty hard to beat i don't care how your defense yeah is. if it's a if it's a if it's a shootout then they'll win but at the same time man we, we discussed this last time too seven game series man the defensive adjustments you see coaches like run a zone because they're like fuck this is gonna work <laughs> and these coaches aren't you're gonna be going up against mike Boonholzer and doc rivers yeah, and Rivers if you get a choke in the playoffs, so like I like the, the but like yeah. Rivers, uh, same situation actually if, historically. If like I, if I'm thinking, I about eliminate that one championship. Yeah, yeah, other than that, that one, they've both been pretty unsuccessful in the playoffs. But I mean, yeah, no, I who Steve Nash is like, a rookie head coach. Rookie head coach, and like I don't know, man. You like there, there's no shortage of talent, but yeah, you're right. Chemistry could be the issue. Yeah. I just, I just know Harden though. Harden like that kid. Like we'll think about this though. Harden in the playoffs every time he gasses out, right? Because he's just been on Houston and he carries. He might not have to gas out. Dude, he's gonna be fresh. Like you think they're? (laughs) I think they're honestly they're uh, they're they're saying they're being cautious and the setback and rehab. But the other day, I don't know if you saw when Anthony Davis went down with clearly a twisted ankle, and they said he was having back spasms, like. The NBA, I'm starting to get really like, uh, like they're sus with all their injury reports and how they're like going about it. I honestly think here, here I go with my conspiracies again that like Nash is uh, being cautious with him because he's just keeping him fresh, fresh, fresh for the playoffs. That's that's possible. What because we've also been seeing a lot of players get injured. Yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm looking at um, you know, because I was trying to you know see what bets I need to place. And I'm here looking at the Rockets' injury list, and I think the whole team is done. The Pacers' whole team is injured. Yeah, OKC is done. OKC, Sacramento had quite a few injuries. Sacramento tonight played without Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, and and Barnes. And is Terry's Halliburton even playing? Uh, He actually, yeah, he didn't miss a game. It was weird, and he got like an MRI and stuff. Anyways, the point is that there's a lot of injuries, so I can understand why they're keeping players fresh. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know if you have that luxury if you're the Nets because you haven't seen these guys play enough games together. No. And that's that's the only concern. And I think you guys you have to prep for you have to prep. You just have to prep for these reps. teams. Just having reps and like that's the thing is like uh, these teams that have a lot of like like Philly this year. You're I. I, at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have made that pick, but like, dude, they're cohesive. Like yeah. they play well together. They're playing. Everyone's playing their part, doing the, like playing their role. Yeah, like, Rivers is always. We'll see how they do in the playoffs, but he's always been a very good players coach in the sense of like team bonding, making them like work together and actually play like 
basketball, proper basketball. Especially in the early seasons and when he starts with a team. Exactly. It's usually in the later seasons where they kind of start like, okay, of course, that's old. Yeah. That's simple. But they have to be like, Philly is going to be really tough out in the playoffs. Oh, and that, that's what I'm saying. The reason I brought them up is because, man, like a team like that who's just like, they know what they're doing and they have a horse they could just feed and embed. Like, that's tough, man. When the Nets like don't have that kind of bond, it's gonna, it's you literally see the frustration on players' like faces when they're like, this yeah. team is clicking on all cylinders and we like, we're turning the ball over on stupid ass plays, man. Basketball, not good. Morale goes right down the hill. Yeah. So, I agree. So our next topic is before uh, we get to that next topic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Quick word from my sponsor, Hot Streaks. So guys, listen, I'm I'm a cautious better because uh, let's just say I got some bad luck <laughs> in the last couple of uh, weeks. <laughs> so me too. <laughs> you guys got to be cautious. But with Hot Streaks, basically every 180 seconds, you can place a bet on over unders. Who's going to score a point? For instance, we got Lakers and Phoenix right now live. Okay. You guys can see this here. Oh, my bad, guys. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys get the point. <laughs> so you can, I could say Chris Paul right now, one point in the next 180 seconds. He's doing that. That's Chris Paul. One assist, he's doing that. That's Chris Paul. Guys, right. hop you easy. You safer about it. Take Booker in the next three take minutes. Book- he was off last game, though. Bye. But take Booker. Take Booker. Take these. This is for. This is surefire things. This is surefire things. You, you, if you guys want easy money, easy quick money, get hot streaks and stop playing. Stop playing. Forget Bye. all that. Forget all that other stuff. Don't don't even worry about being methodical. It's it's 180 seconds. You don't have time to be methodical. Just bet. Yeah, just bet. Don't even just think bet. about it. Just do it. Just do, do it. it. Do it. Just do, do it. it. Okay. But shout out to Hot Streaks. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Get a gambling addiction. I'm kidding, guys. <laughs> Hot Streaks is great. Use it. Make money. Don't lose it. Um, I just made that up right now, by the way, guys. That's a good one. We got balls. Now, listen. <laughs> we're moving on to football. Quick word. Uh, episode one. I just want to shout us out. I just want to give us a little tap on the back. Yeah. Top seven picks. We projected those perfectly. And that's why you guys need to come back. And there we go. Up. Look, see, look Sorry to cut you off. There you go. Andre Drummond. Jay Crowder. You bet under. He's defensive. Uh, oh, that's, I thought that was Drummond. Jay Crowder. Sorry. Whatever. This is Jay Crowder. He, he plays defense. Just say he's not going to score And a point. he shoots threes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, like you were saying, pat on our back for the draft because I think, I think we did pretty well. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, the top seven picks we projected uh, pretty much on the ball. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got a cool question for you though. Yeah, your Giants. How you feel about that? That 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 eleventh overall pick. What was it? Eleventh, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. Darius Tony. They, I like listen. So listen. Here's what happened with my Giants. Let me give you guys the the rundown. You wanted Devontae Smith. You really well, did. I wanted him, and uh, they wanted him. That's very clear. Yeah. So here's what happens on draft day. They are pretty much licking their chops. They're watching Devontae Smith drop. But Philly trades up to nine, snaps him right out of our fingertips. What I will say, I'll give my Giants credit because what they did is they got great value for the number 11 pick. They said, okay, we're not going to get Devontae Smith at number 11. They traded it. They got the 20th overall pick in this year's draft. Obviously swapped the first, but then they got a first and a fourth or first and a fifth next year and first and a fourth 
this year. So they got four picks for one pick at the last second. That's a good pull. That's a good swing. Very happy. We got good value on that. And the pick is coming from who again? The Bears. The Bears very well might be mm. shit next year. Okay? Unless Justin Field. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think they can I think they can make playoffs. Oh, dude. No, 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 no. If if look, I I am a we talked about this last time. I'm a huge believer in Justin Fields. Yeah. Okay. And I think he could instant pop off. I told you about Trey Lance, by the way. Sorry? I told you about Trey Lance. You did. You did. Trey Lance is great. But anyway, so if he pops off, then they could be good. But if they uh, play the, uh, we're going to go with Dawson to start the season. (laughs) We're going to mow him into the quarterback. He's uh, up, up, up. And then they go 0-6. And and then after fucking Fields comes in to save it, but he can't salvage the season, that pick could turn out to be pretty good. That's how I started talking about players. That's true. So anyways, Happy with that. Happy we got good value on that pick. Really pissed we didn't get Devontae Smith. We did get Kadarius Tony. He might have been a bit of a reach at 20, but if you go back and look, I mean, all the all the attention was on Kyle Pitts in Florida, but in terms of wide receiver, he was their playmaker, and he's got returnability. I think he'll start off like Tyree Kill kind of returning, and then they'll, they'll you know, develop him into a, a better asset and someone who gets, uh, you know, number two, uh, start number three, touches number two. We'll see. But uh, actually super happy with our second round pick. Linebacker out of Georgia. One of the best uh, edge rushers in the uh, in the draft. So honestly, all in all. You're happy. And you? I think and I think the need for a wide receiver wasn't as glaring because you guys got Kenny Galladay. If you guys didn't have Kenny Galladay, then Devontae Smith was your guy. But you have Kenny Galladay. I don't think it's I you can it's okay if you don't have Devontae Smith. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, my Steelers, Najee Harris, right? I'm happy about that. I'm very happy about that. Well, obviously, in the dream that. world, I did want it, but you know, I wanted us to trade up to get a quarterback more than I wanted that. But obviously, Steelers, you know, conventional, we're gonna ride with Big Ben, whatever. But Najee Harris, I mean, this is the first time I've been excited about a Steeler running back since Le'Veon. Yeah, like, yeah. like, I'm excited. Like he is a beast. Also, quick aside, I don't I I get pairing up Travis Travis Etienne with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And Levitska Chanel's gonna have a breakout year, but I don't understand the need for it. You had James Robinson, who's who was a rookie last year and had a great season, and he's just gonna follow that up this season. So it kind of it kind of threw me off as to why they did that, because they really didn't need to. Mm-hmm. But the Jags will be the Jags. So, hey, the Jets were the Jets. Hey, by the way, by the way, I went and watched like a lot more tape on Zach Wilson because mm-hmm. I was thinking about like how much I ripped him and how much I ripped the Jets and stuff. And maybe, maybe I was wrong, you know? <laughs> but guess what? I wasn't wrong. He played at BYU in a shit conference and nothing about like, I, the, yo, dude, I was watching this tape and I was thinking to you and I was like, bro, who sits down? And looks at this quarterback and then looks at Justin Fields in a much better conference and goes, hey, that guy's better. No one. But the Jets did. We God love you. God love you, Jets. You make the you make America fun. You let's know? see how let's see how it pans out, man. Let's see how it pans <laughs> out. I, you know, I have a Jets fan. I mean a Jets fan. I have a, a friend who's a fan of the Jets. His name's Justin. Tortures himself every year. I work with a guy named Mike who's a fan of the Jets, and every year he goes, I think it's time I switch. And I was like, you said they that. Don't. Yeah, I guys, why? If your team, if your team is bad for a bit, 
okay, whatever. Like, Lakers were bad for, like, five years, whatever. The Lakers. Guys, We've been bad for a bit. Yeah. But, but you guys have a culture to, like, that you guys can overcome it. It's Jets like, fans, it's been, like, forever. Joe Namath, man. I guarantee you a Super Bowl. Like, in the yeah. Season. And even the Mark Sanchez teams, I get it. Like, they were fun. But, like, since the Mark Sanchez teams, like, like okay, listen, if it doesn't pan out with Robert Salah, it's not going to. I like him though. I think he's. Yeah, I like him. He's. A, I. I loved his energy on the San Francisco yeah. sideline. But like, you know what? His energy on the Jet sideline when they're losing like shit. I don't know. <laughs> if so good. I don't know, Jets fans. You like, guys are having it tough. I, he was like the, this guy. He was like, yeah. He coming off the sidelines, like slapping all his players' hands and shit. But like, when they're when they're doing shit, is he still going to be doing that? Mm. And let me tell Listen, you, they're going to. I don't want to. I don't want to rain on their parade. Let what parade? <laughs> of them getting Zach Wilson, they're excited. But honestly, whoever is excited, hang about in Zach there, Jets Wilson, fans, like, hang in there. Just like look, just uh, there's this thing called YouTube, and you can like, you don't have to be a pro scout, man. You don't need all the tape. You just go look at YouTube, and you can see for yourself with your own two eyes what the Jets can't see because I don't. Maybe they don't have eyes. I don't. <laughs> maybe it's a bunch of blind mice Fair running enough. around in the front. Well, you know who else doesn't have eyes or? Uh, probably functional brain are the Packers organization. Yeah. Who yeah. just they they fumbled the bag. <laughs> if we're being quite honest with you, they fumbled the bag. You have Aaron Flippin Rogers, the second greatest quarterback in terms of talent I've ever seen with my own two nines, Patrick Mahomes being number one. And I can't wait to talk about well, well, before Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, it was Aaron Rodgers. It was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you had a chance to to have you had a chance to have him and Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Oh my gosh. And you yeah. didn't do it. You drafted Jordan Love. Well, that's the thing. So the dude, it comes down to like basically there's there's two sides to this. You're either taking Brian Gudikins aside or you're taking Aaron Rodgers. And the problem with them right now is that if Brian Gutekunst, if they fire Brian Gutekunst, they basically say, Aaron Rodgers, you have the keys to the franchise. You control everything. But if they don't, they lose Aaron Rodgers. So it's like a real pickle and it's fun and I like it. It makes sports exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope they can budge and trade him. I Listen, do not want Aaron Rodgers retiring. No, no, no. He's not. Bro. Aaron Rodgers is a is a very it's very well known. He's a very high intellect guy. Yeah, and like the timing of this is all absolutely perfect. Okay, like perfect. Like honestly, though, I'm so team Aaron Rodgers. It's insane. I think the Packers. If I'm the Packers president, Brian Gutekunst, you fired out immediately. Why? Not because Aaron Rodgers said so. Okay, here's why. You made a bet. You bet big. You played a hand and you lost. You were betting that Aaron Rodgers was going to flop. Washed up. Yeah. That he was done. Okay. Um, and bro, he's like, so he, and he's honestly, I remember, I remember all the sports debate shows like, oh, his numbers have been declining for five years past. Yeah. Which is in the most throwaways in the league, which is actually a responsible thing to do. Cause uh, least picks in the league. I don't yeah. know. Anyways. Um, so, all these people were trying, talking trash. No, his numbers are on that. They've been dipping. It's all. It's it's coming down. It's coming down. And he's just went like, he was fine with all that. He didn't give a shit. But when his own general manager basically, without even calling him on the phone, saying, "Hey, Aaron, 
we love you. You're still our guy, but we, we do want to prepare for the future. We've been doing this as an organization forever. We had you two years before you even played behind Favre. This is what we like to do. This is how we run. You're still our guy. No phone call, nothing. They just draft Jordan Love. They trade up to draft Jordan Love. They give up other assets and capital to get another quarterback who's not going to see a touch for at least three years. Dude, that as a, as a general manager, you just – Screw the pooch, man. You fucked the dog. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I, if I'm the, if I'm the president, I'm like, you're out, bro. Like, we have a disgruntled MVP, and it's all your fault. He's the MVP, dude. He's 37, and look at fucking Brady now. He's playing. His contract goes till through 44, bro. It's a different era. Quarterbacks can play longer. They don't get hit anymore. Like, yeah. they, uh, they dropped the ball. For me. They dropped the ball. I mean, but you see, this is. This is the pro- this is part of the problem of when you don't have an owner. Yeah, you know, like, it's, like it's it's why like if I'm like, I would feel more confident in this situation if they had an owner who could just dis- make a decision with his chest one or yeah. the other, yeah. and you know you just I mean he sh- he just won an MVP. He just you should be yeah. like bowing down. What do you need, Eric? What do you need? Like, we'll give you whatever you want. And they don't do it. So it's just like. Well, look, honestly, like, they, they do do it. They do and they don't. Okay. You, you can't They're argue. passive aggressive. Green Bay has a great roster. They've, they've assembled him a good team. Like, his defense is not like it used to back in the day, man. This year. Because the before this year, the defense was. And they're, they're scoring 36 points. Still wasn't enough. Like, because their yeah. defense was so bad. Yeah. That's been fixed. He has weapons on the offensive end. Maybe arguably, yeah, he could have one more, a number, a true number two receiver to throw to. That'd be cool. But he's got a great line. He's got Devontae Adams. Like they've given him assets, but what they haven't given him is like the courtesy of just like, hey, we'd like your input on this yeah. situation. You know, like it's a very small courtesy to give a person, and it would go a long way for Aaron Rodgers because. That's all he's been saying is like, yo, they didn't even the the they didn't even call him about drafting a quarterback. Like, uh, they they didn't call they they fired the quarterbacks coach. He had a great relationship with. They've like Brian Gutekunst has been doing things low key to basically, bro. He he put like the, like Aaron Rodgers has he's just had it up to here now. Like it's just a bunch of little things. Like you no, know, like you can draft a quarterback. You can draft it, fine. At least fucking tell me about it. Don't fire my quarterbacks coach without. At least saying, hey, do you like this guy? Do you think he was doing a good job? They didn't even ask him. They just fired him. Like, bro, you're asking for it. You're asking for a disgruntled disgruntled superstar. And you should have seen it coming because now in the modern day with sports, NBA, NFL, man, people just, they know. They can just go, look, I'm not going to play. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully they explore some trades. I mean, like, Um, honestly, I will say this. I'm on his side. That being said, I think it would be extremely interesting to see him go somewhere else. And I don't know where he'd go. Steelers, we need you. Oh, he would that would be a great fit. We need you, Aaron. Bad. I'll give up, I'll give up the farm. Whatever they want, they can have. They can have five first round picks. I don't care. With the defense you have and like the Steelers. Honestly, I heard I heard I even I even heard like Broncos. I I forget who it was, but he said like top five most likely destinations. Steelers were, I think, number four. Giants were number three. Because the Giants could give up. You go, you guys, Giants, greedy. Let us have them. Greedy, bro. We give give them back Daniel Jones. Here, take them. 
I know, I know, I know. But we also give them all the first round picks we just got from that trade. All the we give them, we have a litany of picks to give them, and we can give them like, oh, they want a receiver, they want a number two receiver. Give them uh, what's the Sterling Shepherd? Boom, here, take him, have him. We're taking on like a thirty-seven-year-old quarterback with like a, a fat fucking contract. Here's a lot of picks, couple good young pieces. And hey. Giants go to title town, baby. <laughs> hey Packers, you guys want <laughs> Big great. Ben? Uh-huh. You Packer fans, we get we can give you guys Big Ben. <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> what? We can give them Big Ben Juju. Three first round picks. Two second round picks. <laughs> yeah, because the first two things you said, Juju, and and those are like two of the most overrated players in the NFL. Hey, hey, that's better than Daniel Jones. I'll take Big Ben over Daniel Jones. We need Jenny Dimes, bro. That guy. Stop, stop you it. see him run? He falls right before the end zone. It's crazy. It's mad fun to watch. Uh, but no, all in all, I'd like to see him go somewhere else. I don't know where. I and I especially with you know now that San Fran drafted Trey Lance. I was gonna be say. Cut. It'd be hard for them to get him. I uh, wish Aaron had said this before, so that way they probably could have traded him at the. I think they would have. Yeah, they would have given, given the third overall pick, and they would have given. Oh, him. for sure. Oh, yo, for sure. Yeah, this is a battle of egos, man. This is like this is like uh, this is a dick swinging contest between Gutekunds and Rogers. Sorry, I love for pardon my French for lack of a better. Yeah, term. you caught me off guard there. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, we got balls, you know what I mean? So, but no, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> So yeah. But, um, next topic: uh, the Lakers oh. versus the Warriors, potentially in the play-in game. It's looking very likely mathematically. There's now. four games left, about four to five games left, ish. Yeah. Listen, the Lakers are looking terrible. We suck. And it's the same problem as the Nets, man. It's about the cohesion. You then now that you have Drummond and some new pieces and stuff, and uh, you, like I'm worried about LeBron. Honestly, look, you know what? You want to hear something funny? And like, guys, I'm close, but I'm not LeBron James. Okay, I'm not. But I will say this: this is crazy. Uh, and I saw Giannis happen to him too. I don't. There was never an injury report on. Uh, LeBron James's ankle before the actual everyone saw it. He went down screaming, slapping the court. But usually that happens when you come back too soon from a more minor ankle sprain. Okay. This year I had a minor ankle sprain. I came back eight days later. Dude, I had the exact same reaction. It felt like my fucking ankle was on fire. I slapped the ground. I was yelling. It was literally like a mirror of me when I watched that. And it made me go like, because like I know the feeling and I know the pain. And like, dude, yeah, that like ankles, man. Like, you don't know. They could, play. they could feel good, and then you come back, you stop too hard, or you land on someone's foot. Every time I see an ankle roll now, I fucking cringe. I'm like, I, I feel, I feel so bad for them, man, because I know that that's my my right ankle, man, is bum. I got a bum one now. So if you guys come cr- cross me to the right, you come to the You're done. But um, I, I, <laughs> no. But anyways, no. It's, I am worried about LeBron. He definitely looks more fallible, more vulnerable than he ever has. But, I mean, look, if he's at all ready to go, I know they win that playing game. LeBron is not losing that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll definitely win. But they're they're not – the way they're looking right now – You say they'll definitely win, but, like, dude, like, the Warriors have been coming up with these, like – no, usually they suck. 
But then they come up with these fucking gems. Curry comes up with these gems against. We don't. Hey. I'm not. I'm just saying, man. Curry's great. He's great. He ain't doing. He ain't doing that against no Lakers. Let me tell you that. Well, he ain't gonna do that against us, Lakers. Okay, if LeBron's out, then all bets are off. I'm not, yeah. I don't feel confident, but he ain't doing that against the Lakers, especially if Bron and AD are playing. If well, if Bron and AD are just even gonna be on the court, I think they can. They'll beat the Warriors. My concern is that. But see, they're playing the. They're playing is because the like it's like the seven and eight play a like a play in. Yeah, they game. play it to see who's gonna win the seventh seed. Yeah. Okay. So, so the Lakers have to win. If if the Lakers maintain the seventh seed mm-hmm. and the Warriors take the eighth, the Lakers yeah. only have to win one game, and the Warriors have to win two. Uh, my yeah. concern is that it's. It, I guess it, it has its pros and cons because it's like number one, you don't want the play-in game because you want LeBron and AD to get as much rest as you can, but yeah. at the same time, you do want them to play it because they can get more reps and get that kind of get back in form if that makes any sense. So it has its pros and cons, but I I, I think we can, I think we can beat the Warriors if, because mainly because I feel like we can contain step. Now, if Clay was there or if Clay was coming, if Clay was even coming back, I'd be like, I got to be a bit nervous. Little shout out to a Canadian though. Wiggins has been balling lately. Yes. I'm Honestly, not, it's like it's not something that we say often here. Yeah, he's been not. doing his thing. He's had definitely been doing this thing. So, so I think have a little bit of a number two there, but no, I honestly know if if the team yeah. is at all healthy, Ready. like even 70%, like good to go, like they're gonna win that game. It's not a problem. Yeah. The fact that they're in this game is ridiculous. It's mostly yeah. due to injuries. Yeah. But like I don't know, even AD before he had what 44 against Denver. Before that, he was uh and he had 36, he had 36 and 12 the other night against Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's that. That's promising. That's good. Yeah. Honestly, even LeBron last year would say like, yeah, like obviously he acknowledges how important he is, but like they need AD to be clicking and like because, bro, I'll say this: I think there's no one in the league that I'm taking within like ten feet of the rim. That guy is like the best scorer in the NBA from close range, dude. If you think about it, name me another one. Better than Joel. Oh shit. But before this but year. But fair enough, yeah. A D. Yeah. This year, no, this year Embiid is like really like taken off. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, he's long bad. overdue. It's been long but overdue. No, but AD for the past five years, like, yeah, like uh, he can get you a bucket, man. He can get you a bucket. AD is over. Yeah, he's he's a monster for sure. But yeah, I mean, also, I think people are like, like again, this is going to lead us to our next topic because it's been a weird MVP race. But like, that's the thing is like because of the injuries, man, people forget what people are capable of, and like the Lakers, man, are one of those teams crazy high, and we haven't gotten to see them with Drummond. Like, yeah, what about this last time, man? Like LeBron with a with a true five, like a good big. He's gonna be dishing all kinds of lobs to this guy, and like AD's there to twin towers, and the, it's gonna it's, it's gonna good. be fun to watch. I just need to see it. Like I just to ha- it's like the net situation. You just need to see some cohesion. That's it. I just want to see it yeah. come together and see it happen. But I have so much faith. Like if so anyone's much- gonna pull it off, it's gonna be LeBron. Dude, LeBron yeah. in the playoffs is so yeah, man. wow. He's a monster. He's a I don't monster. know if you ever saw that video about. Did you ever hear Richard Jefferson's take on the block against Iguodala? No. You go YouTube it after. He literally goes, he goes, 
I'm running down the court and I literally see a black blur. Like, like, like he's like, he's like, I've never seen, he's like, he's like the only time I've ever seen LeBron go hundred percent was that play. And it was like scary. Like, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, like when LeBron, like when shit needs to get done, bro, like he gets it done. Gets it done. And yeah. He's like, my favorite player to watch in today's NBA. Honestly, my favorite player ever is nice jersey over there. KG. He's my favorite all time. KG, second greatest power forward of all time. You guys see the number five? The reason it's number five is because I always took KG. Okay, fair enough. I always took five or 21. Whichever one it was. High numbers, it was 21. Low numbers, it was five. Five. That's my boy. KG, second greatest power forward of all time. I have that one. It's I warning one episode. I'm going to be wearing that jersey, and it's not because we share jerseys. No, we don't share jerseys. We have great fucking taste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have great taste, and we have a good collection of jerseys. So don't yeah, think yeah, that we're yeah. sharing jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and if anyone has a black KG jersey, you know, you can swing it to me. Call me. We both actually just. So obviously on the Timberwolves. Don't yeah. don't give me a black Brooklyn Nets KG jersey. I don't want it. I don't want it. Two, uh, yeah. With all due respect. Um, unless it's signed. Um, our last topic, my MVP, man. MVP. Now, like you said, it's been weird because LeBron, Joel, and James Harden all would have been ahead of Jokic in that in the MVP rankings if not for injury. Yeah. Um. Now, listen. I do think that Jokic is gonna win it. Probably. His stats are crazy. Uh-huh. For sure, we get it. But that boy, Chris Paul, man. That boy, Chris Paul, deserves some love. Because what he's doing, like, de- the Suns have not even touched the playoffs since the last, you know, the last time they touched the playoffs? When Ron Artest hit the buzzer beater against them in 2010. It's been 11 years since the Sun had, Suns have made the playoffs. And Chris Paul, the moment he gets there, he first of all, he took that OKC team. You see... And now Shay's been injured. I get it. There's been a lot of injuries. But the point is that they suck. They they suck. And I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs last year. Chris Paul just surprised the hell out of me. Here's a fun fact for you. The Oklahoma City Thunder, the beginning preseason projection, had a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. They were the five. Yeah. And push the Rockets, James Harden and Russell Westbrook to seven games. The Chris Paul effect is real. Okay, yeah. every team he gets to, he got to the, to the New Orleans Hornets at the time in two thousand four. They went yeah. from being a dog's ass team to being competitive in the playoffs. Like every team he shows up on gets better. And like like I, we were talking about before we started recording, the thing I think that the reason he won't be won't get a lot of votes is because that's the thing is we're talking about like the narrative and now it's like not the stats. another team that he comes to that gets better but like phoenix like he, he's just exactly what phoenix needed like yeah. phoenix won those eight games last year in the bubble like they and like they were very i don't know if you saw like at like the locker room after they they got eliminated because i think memphis or whatever took their spot yeah but fucking Monty Williams in the locker room made a speech, and he's like, I'm very proud of you guys. And like, Memphis didn't – no, not uh, it was uh, Portland. Yeah, it was Portland. That's, it was one of the two. Yeah. yeah, Portland won that play in, and they stole the spot from Phoenix because they had a better record. So, yeah. But anyways, they were doing all the right things. They actually showed fight. They finally looked good. I think, by the way, Monty Williams, probably coach of the year, has to be. 
to me. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the guy's like, first of all, the guy came back from his wife yeah. dying. Okay. That's super cool to take his, in his second year with the team. First year he yeah. built relationships and like gained their trust. And now this year he has that. Plus he brings in like a leader and just a guy who just, he's a winner. Chris Paul, man. He's the, I know he's the, the president of the uh, NBPA and everything. And like, he's got all these, he's, he's not a nice dude on the basketball court. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's, he's not there to be your friend. He's there to rip your heart out of your chest. Yeah. Whether you're on his team or not on his team, man, he's going to either push you to do better if you're on his team or if you're not on his team, he's going to get in your he's, ear. Man. He's really one of the few players in the league that have that Kobe attitude. Yeah. It works. Well, he, he, he hates losing, hates it. Yeah. And, which is impressive, man, because like the, it's 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 cool to see a guy like that who also maintains like the true point guard yeah. mentality. Like yeah. you, you, oh, really sure. see, you would prefer to hook up a teammate with a bucket than and than sometimes it infuriates me because I'm just like, Chris, yeah. I don't want anyone else shooting but you. Shoot, please, yeah. please shoot. I know, and, and I, over the years it's frustrated me a lot. Like, yeah, but also, if he does win, like if he. I think, like I said, I think Jokic will win it just because his numbers are crazy. Yeah. But if he doesn't win it, if Chris Paul won it, I wouldn't be mad. No. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset. And and people, if you're going to be mad at Chris Paul winning it, then I want you to be mad at Steve Nash winning it over when Kobe's averaging 35 points a game and is, is, he has Smush Parker and Luke Walton and Rod Monovich. Like, are you serious? And he brought them to the playoffs or LeBron the same season averaging 38 and eight or LeBron esque numbers, second seed in the East. So if I just want you guys to keep that same energy that if you're going to be upset about the notion of Chris Paul, even being a candidate, I want you to keep that same energy for Steve Nash in 05, 06 when he won MVP and Kobe's averaging 35. I don't want to be for Steve Nash. I do. <laughs> it's, it's all love. It's just my opinion. You know, that's just how I feel. Listen, man, you put Canada on the basketball map. You give him a break. He did. He did. Also, Shaq, the first year he won MVP. Or sorry, the first year, yeah, the first year Nash won MVP. Shaq probably should have won. Yeah. Look, should have, could have, would have, okay? Harden should have won probably. For, LeBron's the best team, the best player on the best team every year. You can give yeah. LeBron the, the thing every year, and I wouldn't be pissed at that. But it's it's not honestly I mean, MVP is not it's not technically most valuable. It's most like stats, <laughs> stats. If you stats and if you're good, yeah, <laughs> your team's good. Like honestly, who I would I would I would love to see LeBron win MVP at 37 and just cement that legacy more. That would have been great. Yeah. Honestly, though, it was Embiid's year, and it's a shame. It was it, it and it's it. I had him. He, he yeah. to me, he was, and even when he came back from injury, he's he's still top five, and he yeah. was injured for a good portion of the season. It was his to lose. Like they're they're the number one seed in the East. Like that's and a tremendous like, turn. Like th- their turnaround was so just. It was just good. Like mm. last like last season, like where they're having the discussion. Like okay, are these are like do they need to be separated? Yeah. And it kind of was trending in that direction where it's like, okay, like one of these guys is going to get traded. But no, they credit to the organization of the 76ers. They waited. They said, okay, let's, let's bring in another coach, see how it works. And it's been working beautifully. 
So and he Joel's just putting been putting up monstrous numbers in this. So it, it's definitely unfortunate. Hopefully he can win another one down the line. But no, it's 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 been great. He's always had the uh, honestly injuries have always been his Achilles heel, ironically. But yeah. like, uh, no, man, I, just, I watch that guy. But it's it's scary. His yeah. mid range is automatic. I've never seen it automatic. Mid range that automatic. It's and insane. I to me, he has the best post work in the, in the league. Post hey. moves. I used to say Pascal Siakam, Spicy P, but no, 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 no. I to uh, Beckham, I had to. Beckham has the same move every time. Fakes right, fakes right, goes left. Goes right. When they won, when they won the championship in 2019, I did feel like he had the best post work in in the league at the time. And uh, I don't know. I feel like he's okay. I I can't speak on it too much this season because I haven't watched them play a lot and. Uh, they've been ravaged with injuries and COVID. I have seen him enough, dude. He's the thing is, he's he's he's. Plateaued. He kind of seemed like he regressed a bit, a little bit. But I, I honestly, I don't think he regressed. I think that just like there's a ton of tape on him now, and he hasn't done anything to really like. Yeah, like that's the thing is, I beat every. He comes back every year, and you see he's added something. Yeah, he's, he can shoot better. He can. You know, yeah, yeah, his forward got a little bit better. He knows how to do this better. Uh, reverses, whatever, like. I haven't seen anything new out of him. I, I and the thing is, people know how to guard it now. It's like if he yeah. right once, I'm not even gonna like. I'm just gonna lean like I'm gonna let you think that I'm that I'm biting on your little face, and then I'm just gonna. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like anyways, but dude, Embiid is like defenders. Like I watch them shit themselves. Like you, you could see they're, they're like, do I sag off? Do I sag off? And when they sag off, boom, pops it. Yeah. If they sag off, then it's like okay, then I'm just gonna back you down. He's way too heavy. Like. I, I literally like, see their eyes are like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, what do I do? And, and that's, that's why, if, if he didn't take this leap in his game, I wouldn't think they could beat the Nets. But that combined with the team defense, yeah, no, nah, they got they they got a real good chance to win the championship. To be honest with you, yeah. Well, the way the West is shaping up, yeah, they do. Yeah, the West is. I don't know who's coming up. I I'll, I'll tell you for damn sure it's not going to be Utah. I'll tell you that. With wholeheartedly, the healthiest team, the healthiest good team, is yeah. The so this, you said the, the Suns. The Suns are the healthiest. Suns and the Clippers. Clippers. They just need surge back. They pissed me off today, really bad. They did. Hey, I lost money today on the Clippers. Me too. I did too. I had them winning. I had them beating. I had them full spread. Oh, okay, no, I would, no, I didn't take. I just took them to win. Dude, I didn't trust the spread. Here's my reasoning. Okay, the Knicks yeah, have been playing like garbage. You're doing fantastic, but. They also do play in the East, let's not forget. And against really good teams this season, they tend to go down big fast, and then they end up having to fight their way back. Yeah, and they, they don't have the firepower for that. All hands on deck today. Pat Bev, Rondo, Kawhi. is in there, I don't think still. Dubatch, Morris, Boogie, Kanar. Here's off. There's, everybody it, was there. There's off. Everybody was there. And then, like, so I, I go and I go, better starting lineup, better bench, deeper team at home against a team that struggles against good teams. No nope. losing. Next one. So fuck the Clippers. They're not. No, it's the Suns. <laughs> Suns win me money all the time. <laughs> but uh, also, Utah could lose as the one seed. Utah is yeah. No, no Utah is gonna because they're gonna have to either play. Wonder Mitchell and Warriors. Back. Pardon? Wonder Mitchell and Conley back. I have no idea. They're not going anywhere without those guys. That's but like they might be rusty. If they don't come back soon, they're going to be rusty, in my opinion. 
Um, they have they might have to play the Lakers or the Warriors in the first round. Yeah, I think they can handle the Warriors because of just pure. They, they could probably handle, but no, because they couldn't handle Jamal Murray. Now, granted, he has Jokic, but I mean, Steph Curry is better than both of those guys. Yeah, and and okay. you know, you know me and Rudy. I mean, it seems like any guard in the playoffs just goes into the paint and just finishes on him. Yeah. No, I'm no, I I truly believe that like they're they're they could be a good series though. Not the first, they're out in the second. Yeah, I'm definitely. They're they're not. I'll be I'll be upset to be honest with you. Again, <laughs> that's like honestly, like, they're awesome. looking good, man. But then you literally cut the head off the snake, man. Like you, you take the brains of the operation, you put them on the sidelines. You have like the guard, the two best guards who like facilitate every play that they make. Gone. Gone. So and and everyone else, Joe Ingles is going crazy. Jordan Clarkson is playing well. Bogdanovich is playing well. Yeah. Rudy's playing well. Royce O'Neal is playing well. Like they they have a good team, but it's just it's not. A, that's a team that would get you to the conference finals or the finals in like the early two thousands or like the uh, the late like the nineties or whatever. You know, like just. But they not nowadays. No, the teams are just too stacked. If the teams were more balanced, it was like two two pairs. Okay, maybe. And they we saw me, that they, they honestly remind me of like the Darren Williams with like Kirilenko, like Utah Jazz, always yeah. good. But never gets over the hump. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, those are some good teams. Yeah, I agree. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode two of the We've Got Balls podcast. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back ASAP with some more content for you guys. Hopefully, some spicy stuff happens, and hopefully, we can win some bets and. Don't sleep on hot streaks. It's easy money, guys. Come on. Yeah, I'm still going to be on my methodical stuff because, you know, like I said, it's been a bad couple of weeks, but we will bounce back. We and will. hopefully, next, the third episode, next week's episode, is going to be nothing but positives. Yeah. No, we're going to bounce back, you know? But we're also going to have to do this podcast from like a, a, a fridge box on <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope it doesn't come. Up, man. <laughs> that was a great show, guys. Uh, thanks for coming. Like, subscribe, and by the way, we're gonna have some social media pages, like an Instagram page for the We Got Balls podcast. Uh, you know, a Twitter for just that. We're both gonna have access to and just throw our thoughts out there. So uh, look for that coming, and uh, plenty more episodes. Dean, my brother, it's been a pleasure. One love. We'll see you guys soon. Yes, Later. Sir. Now. <laughs>